study today, this week we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and the difference he can make in our lives. We've seen really who he is and what he does and how he draws people to salvation, how he glorifies Christ. And we want to talk today about the Holy Spirit and the church. And, and I'm going to talk uh, another day about the Holy Spirit and the individual believer, but I want to talk about how he makes a difference in the life of the church, that he is such an important part of the church. In Acts 1, 6 through 9, the scripture says, Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And he, after he had said this, he was taken up before them, their very eyes, in the cloud. They were looking intently up into, into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who's been taken from you will come back in the same way he went away. Now, the key verse here is verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all to the ends of the earth. When is a church, when is the church really the church? Now, it's not because there's a sign out front that says such and such a church. It's not because a group of people get together and not even people who are Christians. And the, the church is the church when they do the, what they do in the power of the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, a church is just a human organization. But with the Holy Spirit, it becomes a human organism and a living, dynamic organism. And it's possible and to, to, to have a church building and to have preachers and choirs and all kinds of Bible studies and blah, 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 and not have a church. So let's see the place of the Holy Spirit in the church. First, the Holy Spirit is the only source of power for the church. We must cease depending on human effort. Now, we can depend on human effort in our daily lives and in our work lives, and it's not going to be successful there either. We need to depend on the Holy Spirit. But if we don't do it in the church, it's certainly not going to work. We can offer plans. We can offer projects and programs and ministries. But if we do it without the Holy Spirit, then our teaching and our witness and our worship and our prayer is all in vain. It's not by might or by my, spirit, my, but by my power, but by my spirit, God said. An old psalm that says, all is vain unless the spirit of the Holy One come down. And that's exactly true. And that's why Jesus emphasized as he went back to heaven, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. Now, if you'll let him have his way, the church will be the church. The early Christians demonstrated what the Holy Spirit could do through a church dependent on the Spirit. They had no buildings. They had no advertising. They had no musical instruments. They had one essential, the Holy Spirit, which tells us if we depend upon the paraphernalia of Christianity, then we'll get what that can produce in the American church we're so enamored by programs and methods and buildings that we forget the real source of power is the Holy Spirit. The number one priority should be allowing the Holy Spirit to empower us, empower our ministries, empower our services, empower our work. And we need to seek him to do what only he can do to make things what they ought to be in the church. Second, the Holy Spirit is the one administrator or director of the church. Now, the one in charge of our church must be the Holy Spirit. Well, most people think, well, that's the pastor. No, it's supposed to be the pastor 
under the control of the Holy Spirit and the staff under the control of the Holy Spirit and the people under the control of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit from the time of Pentecost has occupied an entirely new position. He, he is not the director in charge of the person. He is the director and the person in charge of his church. Our failures can be traced to our own unwillingness to accept his leadership and guidance. The church is either a unity or an anarchy, a synagogue of lawlessness or a temple of the living God directed by the Holy Spirit. Now, the dangers are that if we decide we're going to vote to do something, majorities vote wrong. The Holy Spirit doesn't. We have to follow the Holy Spirit. The dangers are that if persons make decisions that are wrong, then they're wrong if they do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, what are his administrative duties in the church? Determining our purpose. He made that very clear. Make disciples. That's our pur purpose. Help people to come into relationship with Christ, then help them to grow, to be strong followers of Jesus. That also restricts our purpose. We can't do anything that is not in align with that purpose. You see, there are all kinds of churches, but the churches that matter are the churches that are lined up with the purpose of Jesus, which is to make disciples. Also, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 11, that he gives gifts to the believers in the church to fulfill the purpose which he's given us. And he gives different kind of spiritual gifts. For some, he provides the ability to do spiritual work in teaching or preaching. For others, it's in serving. For others, it's in organizing. For others, it's in various places. He says he specifically calls pastors and, and spiritual leaders to be a part of making his church all that the Spirit wants it to be. So... What should we do if we need someone in the church, for example, in a position? Here's the answer as to what we're to do. And the Bible says, pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for guidance. Ask God for direction to show us the person who should be in that position, whether that's a staff member or a lay person in the services of the church. And he also is to direct the programs and ministry ministries of the church in in line that they'll always be in line with his purpose to make disciples to either help people come to christ or help people grow in christ and you see the the purpose of the church is pretty simple really it's not some big extended document that tells about all these seven these 70 things or 100 things or so many things that we're supposed to do in the letters to the seven churches of revelation jesus said he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He wants us to know what he wants us to do, and he wants us to listen carefully to what that is. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow, so I hope you'll be with me. God bless you. Have a great day.